You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hello. We are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Joe Smith, and Nick is being weird today. I just, I felt like the way I was holding my coffee, I needed to do the Troy McClure voice, though, you know, like I'm it's, delivering. It's okay. Hello. You may remember me from such podcasts as Nick Smith. I don't think so. Anywho. Anyway, today's episode is called <laughs> Shoot the Messenger. Uh, it's not about what you said, it's how you said it. Mm, that's good. We're going to dive into that. We're going to get into that real nice and deep like, but before we do... <laughs> Stop. What, what is in your coffee? Just caffeine. Just a little, little oh, some, some. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but before we do anything further, stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Which is <laughs> <laughs> Stop what you're doing and share this episode with somebody, please. Let them yes. know about the Nick Smith podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, share it. Send it to someone in a message. Um, tag them in a comment, do something yes, to get the word out, please. Also, we want to say thank you so much to our inner circle. Inner circle. Um, it is an awesome group of people. If you don't know, it's pretty much the best thing could be a part of right now. Best thing since sliced bread. I mean, I think so. Right. And last Thursday we kicked off our politics. It would be two series. Thursdays ago. Oh, I'm sorry. It was two, th- two Thursdays ago. Two the. Two thirties. Two thirties. Yes. Um, about politics. And we talked specifically about what was it about that time? Oh, uh, policies or character. Yes. And then we talked about law and order. Yes. And so you guys need to get on board. You want to join it. So if you can join the inner circle, it's Mm -hmm. as little as $2 a month. That's it. It's really not much. Not a lot. Less than a cup of coffee. Less than $3. That's thing. Less than $3. It's less than $5 too. Less than $100. In some places it's less than a tank of gas. Not a tank of gas. (laughs) A tank of gas? Where are you living? (laughs) How big is your tank? A gallon. I've been a gallon. (laughs) Hopefully, um, hopefully your tank's not that small. I mean, it depends. I'd be I'd be okay with that. Um, so yes, make sure that you are joining. And if you want to know more about uh, our inner circle, go to patreon.com slash Nick Smith podcast. Yes. Also, next month. November, y'all. y'all. Next month. I know we just released Save Me. I know. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay. And I know you guys have been playing it. You've been bumping it. You've been sharing it. On repeat. It, right? I'm saying this in faith, right? It's okay if you haven't. I no, totally, it's not. I totally, I'm mad at okay. you. You have another chance to do that. So I know we totally just did that. And you're like, okay, settle down. It's COVID-19. It's the pandemic. COVID-19. There's an election happening. You need to do other things. You should not be creating things and doing things to help further your, the inspiration that <laughs> the needs glory to go of God. out. Like you shouldn't be doing that. Don't be bringing people hope. What's wrong with Don't you? Don't be talking about being free. Seriously, quit all But that. actually in my newest song, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Come on So um, my single, <laughs> I Am Free, will be coming out. Mm-hmm. I will also have a music video that's yeah, yeah. coming out. Come on, check that. you out. Come on now, come on. She's getting it It's going to be like, good. Uh, it's uh, going to be good. Uh, um, uh, okay, there's no actually, dancing. Actually, there's actually zero dancing. Zero happening. dancing. A lot, of, a lot of smiling though. Yes. And singing. <laughs> but, um, Face that, dancing. That will also be on the EP that I'm releasing. It is called the Acoustic Mixtape. We decided that mixtapes aren't really a thing and we need to bring back... We need to bring back mixtapes the joy of the mixtape i wish i really wish that i could figure out a way and i had the time and resources to like put it on an actual cassette tape for you Mm. because that would be cool but most of you probably don't even have a way to play that if we don't have a way to play it we don't that's right oh my gosh we don't even functional there's one at the church i think i think our church has a cassette player. so maybe we could make that happen (laughs) 
you could record, you could dub it, like record it in one of those things. Yes. Or, anyway. Yes. So if you're young and you don't just, know what we're talking about, don't worry about it. All this fine. to say next month, you'll be able to find out ways you can order that, pre-order that and get the EP as well. I'm super excited for you guys to hear what we have been creating. Yeah, buddy. All right. So let's jump into shooting the messenger. First if we, disclaimer. Yes. We are not literally speaking about shooting. We are not condoning the use of firearms for <laughs> violent purposes. We just have, and we got to say it. If somebody doesn't understand that shoot the messenger is an idiom, then they, they need to pick up a or, book. Or or they Read are on a spectrum a where they are taking it literally. And we're not okay. literally speaking about harming someone. Okay, good call. Good call. All right, thank you for covering our mm -hmm. keisters. Yeah. Um, so the why. I'm the keister cover. The keister cover. <laughs> uh, the why, right? Why are we speaking about this? Well, it's been a repetitive theme in our ministry mm -hmm. that people tend to have an issue and they need a tissue. No, people <laughs> tend to have an issue with, um, they vocalize it. It's not what you said. It's how you said it. Yeah. And, and even so, even going so far as to say, well, like, you're not wrong, mm -hmm. but I just wish you wouldn't have said it like that. And this has happened consistently in our ministry. Um, and one of the, the times that kind of was a keynote uh, if I can put it that way yes. in our history was we had to do some church discipline and we went to people and we had to explain like Matthew 18, we went to them one-on-one -on -one and was like, Hey, what you're doing isn't really kosher. Like let's, let's chill on this. Let's <laughs> get reconciled. Oh yeah. Get it. Good Jewish reference. Tried to, sorry, just pulled that <laughs> one out anyway. And so we went to them and said that and they rejected it. And then we did, you know, went with another person and they right. rejected it. And then we brought it to a community of people, um, leadership team. And one of the things we heard from the leadership team was, you know, it's not what you guys are saying. It's how you're doing it. You're not really doing it in love. And I was like, no, we're doing it in nothing but love. We haven't, yeah. we haven't yelled. We haven't screamed. We haven't cussed right. anyone out. We There's haven't cut anybody grace. off. Yeah. We're continuing to pursue the relational aspect of this. Mm -hmm. um, but that was just a moment where we had to pause and be like, what yeah. do you, wait, so you're not upset about what I'm doing but you're rejecting what I'm doing because you don't like the way I'm doing it. Yeah. And even when like with consulting with other people in our lives, we have, we have mentors, we have people that speak into us, yes. even in going to them and reviewing it like, Hey, and even having one of those people being involved in that situation and oh, saying, yeah. look, you guys, I don't Reading think there's the any emails. other way you could have done this. Yeah. Um, apart from just walking away and leaving it, um, in this place of like, um, not seeking reconciliation and not seeking to be made at peace. So like we even had confirmation from people like, no, the way yeah. you're doing it is actually the way it's supposed to be done. And so for us, it became this thing of like, okay, so it's not, it really isn't the way we're doing it. No, it really isn't even what we're saying most of the time. Yeah. So there's something, there's something else, else in the way. Well, and we even, we would run into people and I run into people who say they, they believe in what I'm saying, like mm -hmm. we agree, yeah. but they'll spark an argument trying to be like devil's advocate. Yes. Yeah. And they'll yeah. try to play this, like, well, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> some random person who may not exist right. may have issue with the way you said this thing. And so I'm like, does that, does that person exist? Like, have they, have they come to you? Do, do you have issue with the way I'm saying this? Cause it kind of seems like you're roundabout trying to say you have issues. I'm, I'm asking for a friend. Exactly. It's the asking <laughs> for a friend argument. But what ends up happening is these people that have come to us, they end up, you know, in effect shooting the messenger Yeah, because it's like, listen, I'm not, I'm not telling you anything wrong. I'm, I'm sharing the truth of gospel or I'm mm -hmm. pointing to a, a thing, a truth yeah. somewhere, 
but you have you have some issue that's clouding your judgment to where you're not going to receive the message, mm-hmm. um, whether it's how I'm saying it, because that's what's verbalized, right? Yeah. What's well, how you did it? What how I did it? I just said <laughs> your shoes are untied. Now you're mad. Now you're not going to tie your shoes because I just <laughs> I said your shoes are untied. Right? Now you're going to be tripping all over yourself yeah, just right? because you didn't like that I said that, that I said that your shoes are untied. Way. How did you want me to say it? Oh, my dearest friend, your shoes do look like thine must be untied. Wow. Like, what What do you at? Do I need to write you a love note to say, oh, get it? I got it, I think. All right. It's been a little warm. And so these nope, bugs. I didn't get it. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Real life. <laughs> it's an actual bug. You probably can't see it on the camera. She's not just tripping out over there, swinging at things. There's an actual bug flying around. <laughs> no, there really is. Yes. Um, I remember dealing with this with people in uh, in high school. Oh, yeah. And people, they would hear something, hear criticism from like a teacher or something Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, if you continue with this work ethic, you're going to, you know, go down a bad path or whatever. They're trying to help them and encourage them, point them in the right direction. And then after class, the the student would be, you know, griping to their friends and be like, well, I know I don't do my homework and I know I don't study and I know I sleep in class and I probably should fix those things, but I'm not going to do it because they told me I should. It's like, and I don't like them is the, is the yeah. subject. Like, I don't like that teacher. Anyway. I don't like that they called me out. I don't like that they pulled me aside quietly. I don't like that they spoke to me mm-hmm. directly. I don't like the way they did that. So forget them and, right. them and the message. Right. Well, and the, the thing, one may not realize, a hypothetical person in this situation may not realize. <laughs> that, spit my coffee <laughs> sorry. Um, but truthfully, in going that route, in saying, I'm going to reject what you're saying, um, because I don't like the manner in which you're, you're saying it to me is, is putting that other person in a place where they then have to handle you. Like you're, you're, you're essentially giving the other person like, well, I need you to temper and recalibrate almost what you're saying. Because let's say I'm coming to you and say, Hey, um, one plus one is not three. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Well, you didn't have to say it like that. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So, okay. Um, one plus one is two. Right. Like, so I, yeah. And in dealing with people, yes, we do have to understand like there's, there's a level of, um, knowing that perception thing. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a level of understanding. Okay. If I'm yelling at you, yes. you're probably not going to receive what I'm saying because yelling number one is not okay. Like we know that yelling at people for the sake of yelling at them is not a good way to communicate. Yeah. It doesn't really get the point across, but when we say the way you're saying it, normally that has to do with not just tone of voice or volume level. It's like, okay, well, I don't like the way you're talking to me. I don't like the way that yeah. you're teaching this. I don't, I don't like the method. So then you're, you're asking a person to then go and recalibrate even the way that they communicate. And it, it puts you as the person making these demands on another person. Mm-hmm. It, it really speaks to your pride and your arrogance. Oh my. So like if, if I need you to change everything about how you talk to me in order for me to receive it, it's like, listen, if you want to talk to me, I'm up here. Oh, wow. And you're talking at a different level. I don't understand. Wow. You need to talk. Okay, but <laughs> but here's here's that. my frustration in those moments. And I know I've done it. So I'm trying to hear it from both sides. You right. know what I mean? But when I'm the person trying to speak, it's always like, okay, you're focusing on the wrong part of this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, watch out for that car. Well, you didn't have to yell at me. Did you hear what I said about the car? There was a car. It was going to hit you. We can talk about the yelling later, but the car is the issue. Like people it's, but it's the pride. It's the hubris Mm -hmm. of like, well, you have to cater to me. Yeah. You have to change what you're doing. I don't care what you're saying until, 
until you can show me that you're going to invest enough in my feelings to mm-hmm. cater to how I feel. And there's a part of that when it comes to like an accountability relationship that's mm-hmm. necessary. Like, well, in the building phase of that relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I can definitely see like, well, I'm not just going to accept any old person's advice on something. I'm like, I don't even, you don't even know me. Yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. Like there's a level of like, and it's, it's also based on comfort. Mm-hmm. I think there's a part of that. that's like, I need you to make me feel comfortable hearing this from you. Yeah. I can't, there are so many things I cannot do in that. You need me to make you feel comfortable. That reminds me of the uh, <laughs> episode of Brooklyn nine, nine when they get, they, they get the, um, the chief, he's a bad chief, right? Oh he's yeah. Yeah. Mr. Nice guy. <laughs> and, uh, like, sir, can I be honest with you? He's like, no, no sugarcoat it. I need you yes. to sugarcoat <laughs> the mess out of this. Like, that's how it feels. It like, no, I need you to sugarcoat it. I don't. I don't and, want and you to actually the, speak truth to I me. I think by the end of that, he even realizes, like, I can't even say what I need to say to you. I can't yeah. even get the message across because I'm so busy trying to water it down. Yeah, there's a um, a line from a, a rapper named Boogie, if you know who that is. He's not a Christian artist, but he has a line that's really good. He says, um, it's hard to put on war boots when you're walking on eggshells. Hey. And it's so true. It's, it's like, true. I can't get to the meat of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, we can't get through this issue if I'm so worried about tiptoeing yeah. or, or placating your pride. Yeah. Like and there's I, a, I can't do that. Yeah. And there's a difference because like speaking just in a different context, like for pastors and you're speaking to a room full of, you know, whether it's a dozen people or mm-hmm. 1200 people, yeah, you do have to take into consideration the cultural context. You mm-hmm. do have to put things in a way that's like, okay, I've got people that maybe are ready for the meat, but mm-hmm. then I've got people that are barely getting the glass of milk down. Yeah. So there's an understanding as a teacher, mm-hmm. and that's that's a role of, of a pastor, one role of a pastor is as the teacher, you understand there's there's different teaching methods or different learning styles, and you do need to, um, in a sense, present your message in a way so that different levels and layers of learning styles can glean something from yes, it. Yes, yes, um, I do. Yeah, I agree with that. And so we're not speaking to like pastors say, just forget about it. Say whatever you want, however yeah, you want. No. They're going to figure it out. No, this has more reared its head in interpersonal relationships. Yeah. And like um, like a great example is parenting, right? Mm, so Always our, a great example. Always a great example. <laughs> our daughter, our second born, is very uh, outspoken. She speaks yeah. her mind. She, she does what she feels in that moment and she's three. And so I think every three year old does that. Um, but she's learning, she's navigating. And I have the tendency as uh, the type of person I am to, uh, when she gets upset, sometimes she'll get upset and she'll stomp off. And my immediate reaction is like, hold on little missy, you're going to respect, you know, get back here. We're going to have this conversation. Um, and I can get so caught up in the fact that she's stomping away that I forget to listen to why is she stomping away? Mm-hmm. Like I miss the message. Yeah. And a lot of times with our daughter, it's because uh, she feels ignored. She feels like we're talking over her. We're not listening. Mm-hmm. Um, or she feels like we're laughing at something she's not a part of. Yeah. Right. She feels either left out or <laughs> yeah. ignored or something. And so yeah. she'll throw an attitude and she'll stomp off. Sometimes she'll be like, you're not listening. And she'll run, she'll, you know, stomp out of the room. Mm-hmm. And if I focus so much on, you better get back in here. Mm-hmm. I'm still not listening. Like I'm right. still not getting the message yeah. because of the mess, the, the way it's being presented. Exactly. And so it requires for me as a parent, it requires, um, humility. Mm. It requires that being humbled by a three-year-old, yeah. which, uh, if you've ever had three-year-old, you know, happens, happens a lot often in our house. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> quite a bit like, okay, Lord, I hear you. <laughs> um, but it, it does require me to 
to actively participate in my own humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Humble I mean, myself. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I know you're three and you're screaming at the top of your lungs and you're stomping your little feet. But that means something. Yeah. There's something behind that that I have yes. to be willing to see. And it it really requires compassion as well. That's good. Like yeah. we, one thing I remember reading, I don't remember who it was. It may have been Brene Brown. I don't, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, was talking about um, when you're dealing with children, simply asking the question, okay, how would I feel if I was experiencing that? So like with, with our youngest, it's, you know, you're not listening to me. Yeah. Okay. So she feels ignored. She feels, um, excluded. Mm-hmm. So then her, her response of running away. Okay. If I, if I put that in my own understanding, if, if someone, if I was trying to talk to somebody and they weren't hearing me, if I felt like they weren't really hearing or understanding me, yeah, would I want to connect with them? Probably not. Probably not. So I might not run away screaming down the hallway. Yeah, but mentally and emotionally, same I'm, thing. I'm probably going to isolate. Or I'm probably going to withdraw from them. And also what she's doing, there's there's a thing that I've noticed with her. She's running away um, because she wants to be chased. Because yeah. that, that is another way to guarantee that you will see me and come yes. back. So, so like there's things that we see as parents. It's like, okay, this isn't about what I was saying to you. Really, this is about you feeling this in the moment. And I can address the emotion. Later, we can get to the behavior. We can talk yes. about that. Like, we don't need to run away. You don't have to do that. We don't stomp our feet. We, we don't, don't yell yeah, at people. We don't, yeah. Yes, that's not how we um, engage with people that we love. But in the moment, okay, if I can at least humble myself and yes. say, you know what? If I was feeling that way, I probably would would act that way. I probably would have some manifestation of this. Um, and if you have those two things, humility and compassion, in those moments, it, it doesn't make it easier. It just helps. It's a tool. Those are tools to help you to navigate and to stay connected in relationship. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking, as you said, that humility and compassion, if we as Christians had that in this season of life, like how transformational would that be for the public discourse? Like, yeah, we have so many opportunities to listen. We have Mm -hmm. so many opportunities to have compassion and yet just like me we're as stomping our feet. And running no, down we're, the we're the, the other person that's like, uh, well, I don't care how you feel. You're not doing it the way that we think you should. Yeah. And instead of listening for the message behind mm-hmm. what we see, and, and we've had this conversation about, um, you know, riots, like Martin Luther King Jr. had the, the quote that um, a riot is the language of the oppressed, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I can paraphrase. I probably Sound said like it that. wrong. Yeah. But, um, but it's that image of like, if you're so, focused on the how the thing is done mm-hmm. like if you if you things have to be palatable for you to actually get the message you're going to miss a lot yeah because a lot of times it requires us as the the listeners to participate in active listening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as christians we have to do that through the lens of grace right yeah because i mean how many times have we in our sin in our darkness in our muck and mire um, called out to God in the wrong way, right? Oh, come on. And yet God's still here. Come on. He's God's not still, like, ah, la, 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 la. he's like, I'm sorry. There were no thou's in there. That was no King James <laughs> prayer. My you son. quoted that scripture wrong. Yeah. You added something to it. Or yeah. even like I've heard of people. I mean, I've been in conversations with people who are sincere in their heart and they're calling out to Jesus, but they're angry. And so they're cussing and yelling mm-hmm. like God hears your heart in that moment. And I'm yeah. not condoning cussing at God by any means. But what I'm saying is, God's not, well, you did it wrong. You prayed wrong to me. Right. You spoke wrong. So no, I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Um, God listens to our heart. He hears what we're trying to say to him. Mm. And so as Christians, like we have to have the same grace. Yeah. I think the God of this world is like that. 
Mm. I think I, I think that that's one thing that more and more I see little G God when yes when I see Christians making those arguments for things or against certain hearing certain messages because of how it's being being expressed, mm-hmm. I hear the the religion of the God of this world. Ooh, that's that good is word. like it's tit for tat. It's make it work for me first, and then I'll then I'll come along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, grace doesn't work like that. Grace in, in in and of itself, grace is not palatable. It does not make sense. It is wow. not something that we want to, yeah. um, tr- we, we just truly don't understand that, that God doesn't have to water down his gospel. God doesn't have to, like, he's not changing who he is. Yeah. He says, I am. That's right. Not, I'm going to be, I might try, I might could. I am I if am. you. Yeah, there's no if, there's yeah. no conditional clause. No, it's, it's just, he is who he is. That's right. And when we experience the grace of God and we understand that what we deserve, well, first of all, the mercy of God, but what we deserve is not what we get, but then we get things that we don't, we just could not earn if we tried That's every right. single day. That is not palatable to me. And, yeah. it, and that other people get it and that there's grace beyond what I can see. There's grace beyond, like there's grace for every situation that doesn't, that's not fair. No. And that's the kind of thing that I think we forget, like, okay, for you who are, are believers, mm-hmm. and the, I think it's the longer I've walked with the Lord, I tend to forget those things. Like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grace is offensive. Yeah. Um, but yet that didn't stop grace from happening. Yeah, oh, me, it's offensive? Let me, let me go ahead and pull this grace back then. Well, and let me clarify, <laughs> grace being offensive isn't you doing something to offend somebody. Exactly. Grace is extending favor towards somebody is offensive to this, this world system Mm -hmm. of do good, get good, right. Do bad, get bad. Right. Because when I think I deserve bad and God gives me good, I'm like, Whoa, yeah. Hold on. Like it, it, if you're not used to grace, it's Mm -hmm. almost this, like, what are you trying to pull here? What, what, what's the trick? Um, (laughs) What are you trying to get from me? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It is. And it's offensive to others. Like if you think of the parable of the workers in the field, right? Ooh, oh, yeah. I got my grace at six o'clock. I got a full day's wage. Come on now. This person came at seven fifteen. Yeah. How are you going to give him the same? Yep. How are you going to give him the same grace I got? Yeah. And His so, grace should be and measured. Like, and think about it. And the, like the manager in that sense was not like, oh, did you not like the way that I did that? Yeah. Let me go ahead and change this for you. Exactly. No, they're like, this is what it is. This yeah. is, I, this is mine to do with what I will do. I'm with. being <laughs> gracious. Are you mad that I'm gracious? Are you, yeah. Are you really mad about that? And like, so Another example in scripture being like people giving messages, mm-hmm. the prophets. Come on. The prophets, y'all. Okay. If you read the prophets, now I'm talking about major and minor. Yep. Most of the time. Diminished, you know, even, <laughs> sorry. Um, augmented. You know, whatever. Um, this musical nerd stuff. Anyway. Um, I only knew diminished, a lot so of I'm times, glad you brought another one. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I knew. Half diminished? Anyway. Um, Mixolydian. No, anyway. <laughs> Totally got off topic. Oh, prophets. prophets. So the people, when they heard the message, mm-hmm. the prophets usually came with a warning. Sometimes it was an encouragement. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it was a warning and it was a rebuke and it was like, look. Yes. Nine times out of 10. The reason we have so many books of prophets is because the message had to be given over and over and over again. Why? Because the people didn't want to receive it. Not only did they not want the person that was giving it to them. Like look at Jeremiah cry baby i don't want to hear from you over there crying bawling about stuff oh, poor guy like poor only Jim. only had what like one convert in his whole life something like that one or two i think two. come on jeremiah nobody wants to hear from you 
or you've got like um who else amos mm-hmm, right? the farmer the farmer like what what are you gonna teach me but then you also have people like daniel who worked in the king's right? palace and then you have um ezekiel and then you've got like oh yeah you got all these different obadiah oh Obed. nehemiah i mean you got that yeah there's some but a lot of times people's response was like okay whatever so and so they always found a reason to excuse or um to ignore what they were saying and um sometimes it was the way they said it you know they come in it like with jeremiah that's just the one that comes to mind mm-hmm. where he's got sackcloth and ashes and isaiah did the same thing i believe like, oh my gosh, like, do you have to make such a big deal out of this? Come yeah. on. Okay, but it's not it's not just who's saying it. It's not just the way they're saying it. Most of the time, the people just didn't want to hear the actual message. They yeah, did not well, want to hear matter. repentance. It wouldn't matter who said it. Right. And I, I think, I mean, there's so much truth in that to our everyday discourse. Mm-hmm. Because we can find, like, if we can point at something that we can say, okay, that's the thing I don't like. Right. Because it gets us out of the responsibility of receiving the message. Yeah. Right? Because just like the prophets... Uh, well, I don't like you, Jeremiah, because you're saying all this negative stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the story, but it's in, uh, it's in, I think, Kings or Samuel. I don't remember. Um, but basically, the, um, the two kingdoms were split, mm-hmm. and the two different kings from north and south were talking, and uh, they're like, hey, do you have any prophets here? And they had all these fake prophets that were like, yes, you're going to win. Go down, and you're going to win. <laughs> and he's like, is this everybody? Like, well, there's this other dude, but he he's always saying some bad stuff. Yep. So they brought him in and he's like, yeah, go fight, I guess. I mean, that's what you want to hear, right? Go fight. And he's like, mm. he's like, no, you're going to die. Like, you're not going to win, but mm-hmm. go ahead. Go mm-hmm. do your thing. And like, they're like, okay, put him in jail because I, I don't like what he says. I don't like his message. Mm-hmm. And so like, they can always point to something if it's yeah. not favorable, if it's not cheering us on in our depravity. That we'll, we'll find something so that we don't have to take responsibility for the actual message. Yeah. And that, that's such a good yeah. insight. With the well, and, and we see that coming to, I mean, as, as Jesus did with so many things, mm-hmm. bringing it to full, bringing it into full view, rather. It's the same exact thing, the cross. I mean, how many people, there's, there's so much criticism of Christianity based on that. It's like, oh, your God ended up humiliated and murdered. Oh, that's great. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's one way to get a bunch of people to follow you is to die publicly on a cross. Yeah. It's so shameful. A lot of um, other world religions will look at that and say, that's shameful. That is like, yeah. that's preposterous for a God to do that. Yet he chose the lesser things of this world. That's right. Like this is, this is the, this is the crux of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but really we look at this and we say, okay, Jesus, like he came, people criticized what he was doing. Mm-hmm. They criticized the way he was doing it. Yep. But ultimately their problem was with Jesus's message and who he was and who he came to proclaim. Yeah. That was the ultimate issue because like at the end of the day, we all know, like if you know scriptures and you know the historical understanding, they could find nothing to convict him of. Yeah. But they still tried. They, right? they still, okay, well, he did this, but he did this. But he worked on a, he healed on a Sabbath. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he healed. Right. But it was on a Sabbath. I didn't the, like the way it's he did it's that. the way he did it. You know, I just really have a problem with <laughs> with that method, Jesus. It's not exactly. Yeah, it's fine. You can heal people. You can feed people, but can you do it uh, where it's out of my sight, where it doesn't right. bother me, where it doesn't upset the status, where I'm whoa. not offended? Because it's again, it's mm, not about the way. Come on, it's about the message itself. Yeah, because That's what, so good. What he was doing in healing on the Sabbath was showing that he's Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah. And he was showing that, Hey, God can do whatever he wants. He doesn't care what you say he should be doing. He's going to do what he will. Cause he says, I am who I am. Yeah. And then when he was doing, when he was extending grace to all people, he's saying the kingdom is open. Yeah. The kingdom is for you. 
Yeah. When he was going to the woman at the well. Now that the way he did that, oh my goodness, you don't do that. Yeah, you, you don't, don't do that in the middle. Themselves. Like, come on, that What's is wrong with you. That is so unorthodox for the time. Mm-hmm. Yet the way he did it, she then went and said, "Come and see this man who who knew everything about me. He told yeah. me he told me all about myself." Right to show. And that was breaking down so many barriers. We have gender barriers being broken down. We have cultural barriers. So the way he did it actually showed us the true message, the true grace of God yeah. he is open to all. And if you have a problem with that, and for those that did have a problem with that, the issue was not just with the method. Yeah, it ended up being with the message. And, and, the, and yeah. And mm-hmm. with the messenger being who Jesus was. But yeah, yeah that was the, the uh, Pharisee's biggest issue, right? Why are you eating with these people? These people need help. Right. Why are you talking to these people? Because they need the truth. They're unclean. Yeah, like, and so, yes. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's jump into some practical let's practicalities. Do let's do it. Um, we don't have many for you today because I think you guys can figure this out. You're smart. <laughs> You're really smart. We trust in you. Yeah. Um, but I want to go back to the thing earlier about active listening. Mm-hmm. Active listening requiring compassion, humility, and grace. And so... That's good. Um, I think you you have to participate in active listening. As you're listening to someone, don't just listen for those trigger words of things that you can shut down and then reject everything they say. Mm-hmm. Because even in the child stomping off, even in the angry Facebook posts, even in um, the way somebody's coming at you and confronting your sin, there's there there may be a nugget of truth in there that that's for you. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be so willing to dismiss the messenger because of the way they've presented it or because of who they are as a person that you've missed the message. Yeah. So, um, Balaam and the donkey, right? Mm -hmm. Like God can use anything to speak to us. That's right. And he will, Mm -hmm. even the rocks will cry out if we don't, if we don't proclaim who he is. And, and there's a lot of donkeys talking these days. There's so, a lot. So and so like <laughs> a lot of donkeys and honestly, like our, our children, there've been so many times where Isaiah will say something or Rebecca will say something. And I'm like, Oh, you're right. <laughs> and it I, challenges you it, in that moment. It doesn't does it? because like, okay, am I really going to hold this? I'm the parent. You're the child. You listen to me. Or am I going to take, okay, Lord, if you can speak mm-hmm. through a donkey. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. That's yeah. Sorry. I just, yeah. So, so, uh, participate in active listening. That's the practical step, um, which means compassion, which compassion is listening, uh, suffering with being in the, in the place. So I'm listening from where you're speaking from, mm. not from where I am. That's the compassion piece. Um, humility, get your pride out of the way and grace. That means believe the best in the other person. That mm-hmm. means, um, expect that what they're saying, there's some truth in there for you Yeah, and not just immediately shut them down. So that's good. Um, also self-reflection, mm. Like, and this is, this is a maturity thing because most, most of the time when we're dealing with this, we're not going to say, okay, let me think about how I handle this. But a question (laughs) to ask yourself, am I not receiving this message because of how they said it or because of who said it? Yeah. Like, or is it the message itself? Or is it what's being said? Like really begin to ask. And one way that it it helps me and, and my husband has asked me this before is like, okay, you may not like that this person said this to you. If it was your sister would you feel the same way? Like if it was somebody that you really value and you really like, you listen to them, you take what they're saying seriously. If it was them saying it. And it's it's just like that thing. I remember my mom used to like, she'd say something to me when I was a teenager, be like, Mm -hmm. okay, whatever. 
wouldn't really listen. And then my friend would say it or my friend's parent would say it. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, mom, <laughs> oh my gosh, check it check, out. This is mind blowing. Gonna, you're going to go crazy. And she'd be like, yeah, I, I, I said that. So like my issue yes. was because it was my mom at that time. And as a yeah. teenager, I didn't want to hear it from her. So be able to, to reflect on that. Okay. Really? What is my issue or who yeah. is my issue in this? And you've, you've got to take your triggers off of your emotions. Again, emotions aren't the truth, but emotions mm-hmm. point us to truth. And right. so, um, when you start feeling offended, when you start feeling that that sense inside of you that I need to buck up against this, I need to argue, I need to fight, I need to reject this, um, there may be times you do actually need to reject it, right? But at least take that moment to pause and be like, okay, what is it about this that's upsetting me? Mm-hmm. What is it about this that I'm rejecting? Why don't I like what I'm hearing? Yeah. And, and really take that second. And man, most people, most adults that I know are not self-aware enough Mm-hmm. to take those pauses mm-hmm. because people are living in that instantaneous gratification and, yeah. and living by feeling. And I, I think if you listener watcher <laughs> watcher, not like angels coming down, but <laughs> I don't know, maybe there's some angels watch. I don't know you person who's engaging with us in the Nick Smith podcast, a hypothetical person. <laughs> yes. If, if you can take that, what was it? 90 seconds. Yeah. If you can take that 90 second pause before responding and before reacting and really analyze, okay, why, why do I feel the way I feel in this moment? Mm-hmm. Um, it will give you a lot of insight into, yeah. are you not receiving the message because you don't like what they're saying or maybe mm-hmm. what they're saying isn't true? Are you not receiving the messenger because you have some sort of bias against them mm-hmm. as a person? Or are you not receiving the way they said it because you're dealing with a pride and an ego issue? Right. Um, but take that pause and be like, okay, what is this? Lord? It takes longer than 90 <clears throat> seconds to do all that. I think even like, even what you're no. saying, like, disagree but like even if you do find that you are disagreeing with the information or you find Mm -hmm. like that information isn't accurate um then it also requires that extra step of okay how do i or asking do i need to let this person know that i disagree do i have to give them the like listen here's all the ways that i disagree with you no you don't you don't always have to so know if in that situation okay i do i do need to let you know i disagree with you but i love you and i'm going to move forward and i'm not going to follow that advice but thank you yeah. Um, or is it a matter of like, that's actually incorrect. And I, I do need to address the incorrect. I do need to address yeah. this, the false this information. information, but I'm not going to make it about the person. Like, it's really hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think even, even in moving forward from those self-reflection things of like, okay, but do I even have to address the information itself or what's yeah. being presented to me? Or can I just let it be? You know what that reminds me of? Um, those of you who've never done theater, uh, at, after rehearsal, the director gives you notes oh. where they'll, they'll tell you like, Hey, I need you to try this or you need to do this different or next time try this or whatever. Um, and nine times out of 10, the note is just for you to take, for you to mm-hmm. write it down. You're supposed to have pencil and paper with you. You're sitting down and they say, Hey Nick, the sound, sound cue J was a little loud. The response is not, well, the reason the sound cue was loud was because shouldn't be this shouldn't be the response, but that's standard. People want to argue in that moment and justify yeah. themselves. But really what the director is trying to give you information so that you can then process and you can address it later. And so the standard reaction is, Hey, Kylie Joe, here's your note. What do you say? Thank you. That's it. You just write it down. Thank you. I, I've heard what you said. Thank you for saying it. Yeah. And what you just said about like, do I need to respond? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's just like, okay. Yeah. Or maybe I need to, maybe later if I need clarification, I write it down. Mm-hmm. I need to ask them what they really meant by that. Yes. Because for the sake of everyone else, and this is where like giving grace to the hearers, 
Like we, yeah. we need to remember like, okay, for, for the sake of the other people in the room who don't need to hear my, my question that's very specific. Or I'm, me to defend myself. Or for me to defend myself. I'm just going to write it down. I'm going to go later to the director and be like, hey, can you, I just need clarification on this. Yeah. Um, and also know that when you say thank you, you're not, or you don't even have to say thank you in a conversation, but like when you're saying, okay, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not giving them any power. You're not giving them the impression that they're right and you're wrong and they win and you lose. All you're doing is freeing yourself from the mental, spiritual, and relational anguish of arguing for no reason. It's like, yes. And if you need to hear more about that, go back and listen to our episode about um, it's okay to be wrong. Yes. Oh my goodness. The power of okay. The power of the Um, okay. Because people (laughs) people just need to know they're heard nine times out of 10. And so when you say okay, you're not saying I agree. You're saying I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Your message is received. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to chew on it. Um, yes. Is it my go or your go? I think you. Okay. It's on me. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, yeah, this is just a question to ask yourself. Um, let's say somebody has a really, really, really valuable thing for your life. Something that's going to change the way you live your life, alter your point of view. But, there's something about that person you don't like. Maybe it's their tone of voice. Maybe it's the way they speak. Maybe it's the color of their skin. Maybe it's their political affiliation. Maybe it's the football team they like, right? Um, and this person is giving you valuable information for your life. If you miss that message, whose fault is it? If you miss the message because you're so caught up in either the way it's delivered or who delivered it, whose fault is that? Because I know a lot of people who will say in their 40s and 50s, man, if I'd only actually listened mm. to the people in my life who were trying to help me, the people in my life that were trying to give me good information, but I was too busy caught up in my own stuff. Yeah, You don't have to be caught up in your own stuff. You can pause and you can mm-hmm. receive the message, even if you never talk to the messenger again. Yeah, um, But don't miss the, the jewels mm-hmm. that God is giving you. These, these life-giving words that God may be presenting in unconventional ways mm-hmm. because you're caught up in arrogance and pride. Yeah. So that's just good. a question. That's really good. I think that I think that wraps it up. That's it. I think this has been the Nick Smith Podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.